You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, this is Dr. Robin Gansert, and this is Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. Welcome to today's show. Today's episode is all about sharing innovative, groundbreaking studies on Capitol Hill. Yes, reporting today from the halls of Congress as American Humane Association brought our game-changing canines and childhood cancer research study to the halls of Congress in our first congressional briefing. You know, friends, over the last 100 years, we've learned how to protect children against many of the threats from the past. Advances in medical science have all but erased the fear of many illnesses. Yet still today, few words strike as much fear into the hearts of parents as a doctor saying, your child has cancer. Each year in the United States, more than 13,000 children are diagnosed with cancer, and more than 40,000 are currently in treatment nationwide, fighting the fight of their lives. Billions of dollars are rightly spent each year to prevent and better treat childhood cancer. But there's one underutilized tool that promises to help dramatically improve the lives of children and their families as well in their times of greatest need. For decades, there have been tantalizing stories about the power of animals to bring comfort and help the healing of sick children. But with little hard science, little rigorous data, and little concrete evidence of the kind necessary to gain wider usage of this promising therapy, stories were just that, simply stories. In 2011, American Humane Association, which has been protecting children and animals for nearly 140 years and has been a pioneer in animal-assisted therapy, we launched a major effort to scientifically document the benefits of using animals in some of the most critical moments of human life. The Canines and Childhood Cancer Study examines how this accessible and affordable treatment improves the wellness and quality of life for children with cancer their families, and the therapy dogs themselves. But the study is also looking at the benefits to the entire family, which is affected as much as the child, and will also examine how the animals respond as well. Early data shows that the therapy dog's stress hormone levels were lower after sessions with the children, indicating that the animals themselves were not distressed by the experience. Animal-assisted therapy appears especially promising as a tool in helping deal with the effects of cancer as it is a disease that has far-reaching impacts on just not the child, all members of the family. I encourage all of our listeners to go today to the American Humane Association website and to see the video. The video is the story of Adrian and his mother. Adrian is a child in Tampa, Florida, who's now facing the battle of his life, and he's winning it, the fight against cancer. His story of how the therapy dog has impacted his path to healing is one that will require a tissue. You know, listeners, you know the power of animals to improve and even save our lives has long been known. It's a story as old as humanity itself. As we work to show with science what we already suspect in our hearts, the use of this underutilized and uniquely helpful tool in the war on childhood cancer may begin to be more broadly used in our hospitals and our health care system, bringing new hope to those who must need it. 
Today, we'll feature our special guest from our congressional briefing to include country music legend and superstar Naomi Judd. Naomi Judd comes with her personal experiences as a former nurse in the ICU and as a passionate animal welfare advocate. We'll have our American Humane Association Chairman of the Board, John Payne. We'll have researchers involved in this innovative study and a therapy dog handler, and so many more. So thanks for listening and tuning in today. We'll be right back with Pet Life Radio, Be Humane with Dr. Robin Gansert. We'll be right back, right after these messages. Stay tuned. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try Audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership Plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to AudibleDeals.com. That's AudibleDeals.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, this is Dr. Robin Ganser, Pet Life Radio, Be Humane. I'm here with country legend and superstar Naomi Judd, our incredible national ambassador and our inspirational recipient of American Humane Association Humane Legacy Honor. Naomi, thank you for being with us today on Capitol Hill. Well, I owe it all to you. You're the person that turned me on to all this. Well, Naomi, I'm just so proud to know you and so proud to know that your heart is just full of love for children and animals. And today you said some powerful remarks to members of Congress and their staffers as you talked about your personal stories of interacting with children and cancer. Can you share a little bit about your thoughts and your reflections? I work primarily in ICU. I was a registered nurse, and before the singing career, I was working in... um, a hospital in Nashville, Tennessee, and I saw kids every day that were dealing with all manner of uh, catastrophic illnesses, and it just breaks you open. It's just the saddest thing. I know there's 13,000 new cancer diagnoses every year, and there's already 40,000 being treated with chemo and radiation and surgery and everything, but as we know, any time that there's a, a child at the center of something, the whole family's affected. And I would watch these parents just under such a burden of stress. You know, they were having to pay medical bills. They had to leave their work to take care of the child and keep everybody else in the household afloat. And when you bring a, a dog, I'm going to say dog, any animal, but when you bring a dog into a, a situation Everybody just gets happy. (laughs) (laughs) I think of Farrell Williams' happy song, but that's how they really do feel, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We got Ashley, Larry and I got Ashley a cockapoo 14 years ago named Buttermilk. And she doesn't have any kids, so we call it our grand dog. And Larry was just telling you about how Buttermilk's kidney started shutting down. And she was doing a TV pilot in Texas. 
in Houston, and she flew people from Nashville, from the vet in Nashville, to Houston to take care of buttermilk, and then actually flew buttermilk with a treatment team back to Nashville. But we're all just such softies when it comes to our animals. We'll do anything. We'll spare no expense. Well, when, when you all were sharing the story of buttermilk, I mean, that's an amazing story of an animal that wouldn't, in other cases, have been able to have a second chance at life. And what you've done from a medical standpoint, and your daughter did from a medical standpoint, and a caring standpoint, it's just truly touching, because that's powerful. And there, we know that bond is real. We know that bond's real with people and animals, and we see it as a path to healing. Oh, it absolutely is. And... Cortisol is the stressor hormone that the adrenal glands produce cortisol in in times of duress. And we can do blood draws and check the level of cortisol in a child who's undergoing um, chemotherapy or radiation, whatever. And when you have a dog, the cortisol level is going to be less because they, they make you smile. Isn't that amazing? So it's not just the the heart. It really is the body. Our physiological responses are changing when an animal is introduced to the environment. Oh, absolutely. We've known that for a long time. When I worked in ICU, I saw the worst of the worst, of course. And I knew on an anecdotal level back then that all this was real. But now that you all are getting uh, hard scientific data, I'm just so encouraged because it's like, I told you, I told you. <laughs> That's right, Naomi. Yes, we. Uh, you've been telling us, people have been telling us for years. And so I'm hopeful that in 18 months, we can be back on Capitol Hill together presenting the results of this first ever, you know, evidence-based clinical trial to show even those doubters out there, and I can't believe there are doubters, but they're there. We can show even those doubters that this is for real. It's the real deal. And I'm hoping that this will lead to wider adoption and usage of animal-assisted therapy in our healthcare system. I hope so, too. And I encourage everybody that's listening to the sound of our voices right now to consider adopting a dog. Go to a no-kill shelter. Don't don't you dare go to a pet store or a puppy mill. There are too many wonderful dogs out there that are desperate for homes. But I think you're on to something really big. It's wonderful. Well, Naomi, thank you so much for being part of our special day, our first congressional briefing on canines and childhood cancer. And we look forward to bringing you back in 18 months as we have the evidence and the solutions we hope to bring animal-assisted therapy to children everywhere. Love it. Thank you so much. You know, we've been today in the halls of Congress, launching our Canines and Childhood Cancer, a groundbreaking study. And I'm here joined right now by John Payne, the chairman of the American Humane Association Board. Welcome, John. Thank you, Robin. It's great to be here. Thank you, John. It's great to have you on the show. You know, John, today was a milestone for American Humane Association, a milestone for so many kids who are fighting the fight of their lives as they face a cancer diagnosis. And we were there with these incredible animal-assisted therapy teams. What inspired you to be part of this event? Well, you know, being in animal health for uh, a lot of years, it's been very important to me to support the human-animal bond. And we've had a lot of anecdotal uh, evidence that uh, pets can help people cope with various illnesses uh, that they have. But nobody's ever set out to prove it. 
and for it to become part of the standard of care uh, in the medical treatment of all kinds of diseases. It doesn't just have to be cancer. However, that's the study that's going on right now at five different hospitals around the country. So uh, to get involved in something like this, and it will be definitely groundbreaking work uh, that's, uh, that's being done. And when we get those answers, uh, for it to become part of the mainstream, so to speak, is very exciting to me. And to be part of that, you know, I want to support that because I know in my heart of hearts that it really works. You know, John, you talked about your heart of hearts. You know this works. And, you know, we've always shared for generations, people have known about the power of the bond with particularly children to animals. But, of course, we know that happens with grown-ups as well. You know, I thought today was fascinating to see the members of Congress interact with those dogs. I mean, did you have any special memories from seeing those members of Congress? Just they light up, don't they? They really do. I happen to be... um privileged to have been at the uh, Animal Health Institute when we initiated Pet Night on Capitol Hill. And we had, you know, literally hundreds of members of Congress and I guess thousands over the years since we started it, you know, come into, you know, our big hall and, you know, get their pictures taken with Beethoven and uh, all of the, you know, the famous dogs. And uh, we even had Catwoman there one, one year. So I see how people react to pets, dogs or cats. And so uh, it wasn't surprising to me to see, you know, the same expressions on their faces this morning as I've experienced over the years at Pet Night on Capitol Hill. That's wonderful. What a great memory about Pet Night, too. You know, that's fantastic. You know, today we also brought our inspirational ambassador, Naomi Jod, and it touched me to know that she was a former nurse. And I know that touched you as well. What did Naomi say that really resonated to you? Well, you know, she's a, she's a great person, you know, wonderful entertainer and singer. And, and, of course, she brings the message to millions of her fans and admirers all over the country. But, you know, her message uh, today was she was a uh, critical care nurse. And she realizes that you have a different attitude when pets are part of the picture. And when the pets come into the picture, it gives you hope and a will, you know, to get better. So, you know, that was her message. Her message was, I saw it. I didn't actually realize what was happening, but now I do. And I embrace that. Uh, She has uh, four rescues herself, and she lives what uh, pet ownership is all about. You know, John, that's so many of our listeners, too, live what pet ownership is about. I know they're all cheering from the sidelines as we celebrated today our groundbreaking study, Canines and Childhood Cancer. I know we have 15 to 16 months more to go as we collect the data in this first ever rigorous clinical trial. Are we going to take it back to the Hill in 18 more months when we have the data and share the findings? 
We absolutely are. You know, as I mentioned uh, to you, this is groundbreaking work, uh, and it will require a briefing of Congress on the results of this study. I know they'll be, you know, extremely interested, and so will the press, and, and so will Americans, you know, throughout this great country. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. The study has started 12 months from now. We'll start to compile the results, and, you know, in you know, a year and a half, we'll be out with the results, and I know they'll be uh, fantastic. That's great. Well, John, thanks so much for joining Be Humane with Dr. Robin Gansert. We've just returned from the halls of Congress, where we were there presenting two members of Congress, our game-changing initiative, Canines and Childhood Cancer. I'm here right now with Steve Feldman. Steve is the Executive Director of the Human Animal Bond Research Initiative Foundation. That short name is Havry, which is much easier for us to remember. Steve is an expert in the space of the Human Animal Bond. I'd like to ask Steve, how was it today on the Hill? Well, it was wonderful to be on Capitol Hill, and of course the best part were the therapy dogs that were there. But we were there to really deliver an important message, which is that animals have healing power, that we can document this scientifically. And so we're pleased to be making a grant to American Humane to help support this program. And it's so important, the work you do, and we're just really happy to be a part of it. Steve, you mentioned today to members of Congress, and I thought this was so important, that uh, one of Habri's first initiatives was an incredible grant to establish the first ever library, library of resources that is now available online for people who want to do research around the human-animal bond. Can you tell our listeners what that's about? So the Habri Foundation has worked with Purdue University to create Habri Central. So it's H-A-B-R-I central.org. And you can go there and you can find all the information, every scientific study and all the anecdotal information about the benefits of animals to human health. And this is not just general benefits. I mean, we all know that dogs and cats and fish make us feel great, but we're really looking at heart health and post-traumatic stress disorder and autism. And of course, we're so happy to be part of the canines and cancer, childhood cancer study. But really, you can go to habricentral.org and you can find all the information on this because really, we all know it, but we want to prove it scientifically. Steve, you're absolutely right. We want to prove what we know in our heart is also what we know in our head, and it's smart. We know the power of the human antibond, and I thank you so very much for offering these resources. Again, can you give our listeners the website where they can go to find more information? Sure. It's habricentral.org, H-A-B-R-I central.org, and please visit, please contribute. We have a place for you to upload information if you have something to contribute. We want to build that body of scientific work so that we can all benefit from animals. That's wonderful. That's Steve Feldman, the Executive Director of Habri. We're so thrilled to be with you from Congress today as we've just finished our congressional briefing on canines and childhood cancer. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Every pet is unique. Maybe they're gray in the muzzle, yet young at heart. Maybe they're growing out of the puppy stage and into their paws and ears. Or maybe they're just trying to maintain a more girlish figure. At PetSmart, we have the right food for your pet at a great value for you. PetSmart. Be better together. Go to PetSmartDeal.com and save up to 30% on awesome gifts for the pets and pet people in your life. 
toys, collars, leashes, PetSmart gift cards, treats, and more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com today. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. This is Dr. Robin Gansert, host of Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. Just want to remind you that voting for the fourth annual Hero Dog Awards is open until June 6th. Simply visit HeroDogAwards.org every day to vote in each of our eight categories. I know you'll be inspired by these brave canines. That's HeroDogAwards.org. Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle, and we're your hosts of Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Working Like Dogs is the show where you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about working animals or working dogs. Whether you're a member of a working dog team or you've just seen a working dog or animal out at the mall or the grocery store and you're curious about how these amazing animals work with their human partners, then Working Like Dogs is the show for you. Join us for the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is Dr. Robin Gansard on Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. I'm here with a very special noble canine. This was the noble canine that was pronounced today by the Washington Times as we headed to Capitol Hill to present the Canines and Childhood Cancer Study to members of Congress. I'm here with Ladybug. Ladybug is absolutely beautiful. Listeners, I wish you could see her. We'll post some photos on the American Humane Association website and her handler, owner, mom, to talk a little bit about what it was today to be on Capitol Hill. How did it feel to be part of this event? And what are your thoughts about being part of this very special initiative? It is amazing to see this really legitimized and recognized. Like we see every day when we're working with the dog, we see almost miraculous turnarounds. We'll see a three or four year old child that's maybe terrified of dogs. And within 20 minutes of working with the therapy dog, they will go and like claim it's theirs or go to mommy and say, I like doggies now. And they generalize it. The impact on hospitals and when you're in the hospitals working the way people light up when they see her and stuff it's just amazing so to get to represent all those amazing dogs that are out there working and their handlers was truly an honor and we thank you for having us we were thrilled. We were greeted today. All the noble canines were greeted by Congresswoman Marsha Blackburn and Congressman Gus Bilirakis. How did their remarks touch your heart? It touches me when they tell their personal story. When it's not just business as usual, they're making a real connection in the world. And to see them supporting this is just, uh, it's wonderful. Did Ladybug have a great time? She had a fabulous time now. There are several dogs here, and Pepe is a special friend, and I think she's got a little crush. Oh, well, I saw Pepe, by the way, fell asleep during the congressional briefing. Yes, Pepe was up there having a great time napping as all this incredible research. And I know one congresswoman came up and said, you know, so many committee members also nap in these halls of Congress. So we got a big kick out of Pepe, and Ladybug is a beauty, and thank you so much for being part of our special day today. Thank you very much.
We've just returned from the halls of Congress as we presented our game-changing Canines and Childhood Cancer Study. And I'm here with some human heroes who would like to share their thoughts about the day. Hi, my name is Dr. Deborah Linder. I'm the site investigator at the Cummings School of Veterinary Medicine at Tufts University. We're so grateful to be involved in this study. It's so important that we really get evidence-based medicine out there. This will help us not only in veterinary medicine, uh, but also in human medicine. We're really going to push the boundaries in what we can do in, with human-animal interaction to really help public health, which is our main goal to help children and animals all at the same time. Dr. Linder, you gave some powerful remarks today in the halls of Congress as uh, legislators looked on. You know, you talked the idea about public health and human health and how we can learn so much. Can you share about your vision for this? Sure. Um, What we have right now is a lot of great stories and a lot of, um, you know, little different studies here and there that are starting to show these great benefits. But what's so important is a study like canines and childhood cancer, where uh, we're doing a multi-site study, where we're really putting rigorous scientific methods behind it. And that's what's going to get people to really take notice and use that data so that we can harness these benefits and really use that for the benefit of everyone. What were some of your aha moments today as you sat through the briefing and heard colleagues speak about the study? What's so important is that everyone's really getting involved. This isn't, you know, human-animal interaction and therapy animals. It's something that can touch really everyone. There's no one that's immune to not having a benefit or, or, you know, really a great experience from it. So I'm so glad we get to be a part of that. Great. Well, this is Dr. Robin Gansert on Be Humane on Pet Life Radio. As you know, we've just returned from the halls of Congress where we presented the groundbreaking study, Canines and Childhood Cancer. I now have one of the incredible attendees who joined us for this briefing. I'd like for him to introduce himself and talk a little bit about what he learned today. Great. Thank you, Robin. I'm Jamie Jonker. I'm Vice President of Sustainability and Scientific Affairs for the National Milk Producers Federation. And I think what was really nice for me today in the briefing, as I scientist myself is the fact that what you're doing is you're trying to take and provide the science behind the anecdotes. So we're going to be able to take and prove that the anecdotal evidence about canines with kids with cancer is real by putting the scientific evidence behind it. You know, it's so true. You know, we all know that there's so many powerful stories of children and animals and a path to healing. And these are stories that are old as, you know, humanity itself. We've had these stories for generations. But now it's time to really bring rigorous data and evidence to this so that we can match the science to what we know in our heart. And I do think that's powerful. As you sat there and heard from members of Congress as we presented this innovative study and the launch of this study, what were some of your aha moments? You know, I think for me the aha moments were just kind of the treasured stories that some of them told about what they've experienced with seeing animals with with not just with kids with cancer, but with other people that, you know, have needs for that additional companionship and bonding and that soothing that animals bring to them. You know, we all saw the video of of that little boy from Florida, Adrian, and he talked about, you know, having that therapy dog as being part of the pilot study. And he said something that resonates with me and I think will resonate with me for as long as I live. And he said that he hoped other kids who were fighting cancer could have a dog with them as well. He said that he felt that having that therapy dog was like being out of the hospital and being back at home playing with the dog. Did that move you, too? It did, and you're trying to get me to tear up here a little bit. Um, You know, Adrian, you know, I think is a great spokesperson. 
he's obviously very young and has gone through something very traumatic. But he said when he had the dog with him, he felt like he wasn't in the hospital. He felt like he was just out playing with the dog. And that's, I think, the whole um, the whole heart of what we're doing. It's why we do what we do at American Humane Association. I learned so much today, too, and every time I hear our scientists speak about this study, and I know you're a scientist in this space as well, and I want to thank you for what you do and your contributions. Heard from another scientist who talked about the fact that this intersection is with public health, too, and I thought that was eye-opening. What did you think about her remarks, Dr. Deborah Linder? You know, that's part of the concept of uh, One Health, really, which is animals, humans, and the environment. And uh, I think she was spot on. This relationship between humans and animals is very important, and uh, we are all living in the same world together. We are. Well, thank you so much for being part of our very special congressional briefing. Well, today we have been reporting from the halls of Congress and at the headquarters of American Humane Association as we celebrated our congressional briefing on our innovative, groundbreaking clinical trial, Canines and Childhood Cancer. Our special thanks to Zoetis and the Pfizer Foundation for underwriting this groundbreaking research initiative. You know, we started three years ago, and this study has been a three-stage scientific study, with the first being a comprehensive needs assessment to include a literature review, a six-month pilot study at several children's hospitals. And just this spring, we have launched our full clinical trial, now in five children's hospitals across the country. The purpose of this research is to bring evidence, concrete data, and really importantly to us, the quantifiable proof that the power of the human bond leads to healing, healing for children, healing for family members, and that the therapy dogs themselves are also feeling mighty good by the experience. Each year in this country, nearly 13,000 children are newly diagnosed with cancer, and more than 40,000 are in treatment at any given time. While billions of dollars are being spent, you know, that's so important to prevent disease and to ensure there are new treatment advancements. But at American Humane Association, we know there's one promising and underutilized weapon in the war on childhood cancer, and that's the use of animal-assisted therapy as a complementary treatment option for children and families in their time of greatest need. Today, we have been talking about this study with members of Congress, sharing the exciting advancements in animal-assisted therapy, and certainly providing a resource for members as they look at innovations in the healthcare systems. We'll be bringing the study's results back in 18 months as we look forward to exploring the first clinical trial of this kind that's ever been attempted. On behalf of American Humane Association, again, we thank our partners, Zoetis, the Pfizer Foundation, Habri, and many researchers, and most importantly, the animal-assisted therapy teams who are out there doing this great work on the ground in children's hospitals as we speak. Thanks so much for tuning in. We look forward to speaking with you next week on another exciting episode of Be Humane. Let's remember this week and every week to be humane. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.